0: invite you to turn to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, this can be found in the Pew Bibles on page 976, page 976, Hebrews 10, and we're going to start to read at verse 19. The author to Hebrews, whose name we don't know, says this. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. So you wake up in the morning and you know immediately that today is the day. You laid all your clothes out the night before. You polished your shoes. You have a fresh haircut. You whitened your teeth. Your resume is printed out on that really nice paper. You have Googled this company to death. <laughs> you know the names of all the divisional vice presidents. You know their suppliers. You know who they sell to. You know their profit and loss statements. You've got this down. You go into the bathroom and you're feeling good because you have prepared and you put that toothpaste on that toothbrush and you're brushing your teeth thinking about how great this day No, 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 No. it's big and it's red and it's shiny and it hurts and it's not going anywhere. you have one impulse, and that is to cover the blemish. Cover it. Hide it. No one can see it. Because your acceptance on this day of all days demands that you cover your imperfections. You whitened your teeth, for Pete's sake. You've got to cover it up. Your acceptance depends on it. date number five. Dates number one through four have gone very well. But you know, as you begin to talk more and more about families and about your past and about personal things, you're slowly circling around to the thing that you don't want to talk about. You're slowly coming closer to the thing that if you say it, you're pretty sure will guarantee that there won't be a date number six. Oh man, I just gotta get through this date and just cover it up. Because my acceptance depends on the cover up. You've lived with these people now for six months. You've seen them in all kinds of settings, you've eaten meals together, you've played games together, you've laughed together, you've shared stories together, and yet there's this one little part of your life, this one part of your story that you've never told. Because you're pretty sure that if you told them this, you wouldn't be living there anymore. And so your life and your acceptance depend on the Don't tell about this. This is the blemish in your life that must be covered at all costs. Your acceptance depends on it. It's exhausting, isn't it? Keeping track of who knows what and If I can say this and get around it, and I can go this close but no closer, I can work really hard to be accepted as long as this part of my life is covered up. It's exhausting. That's an old system. People have been doing this for a long time. In fact, there's a lot in the Old Testament system that was about that kind of thing. You had to do the right things in order to be accepted. You had to do the right things in order to enter into the holy place. Your acceptance in the holy place of God depended on covering up the blemishes. Did you give the right sacrifice for this kind of sin? Did you do it in exactly the right way? Did you give? Did you sacrifice? Were you washed? Were you pure when you did it? It was a lot of work, and it was exhausting. And you weren't ever sure. In fact, even the high priest... On the day in which he could enter the Holy of Holies, there was one day when the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies, the Day of Atonement, the Day of Yom Kippur. He could go into the area that, for the other days, was always curtained off. No one went in it. For one day, he could go in. But to go in, he had to wash himself, he had to wash his clothes, he had to do special sacrifices. And scholars tell us that even though they did all this preparation, they still weren't sure if whether they entered into the Holy of Holies, God might find some blemish. There might be some way in which they had offended him, and God would strike the high priest dead. And so they developed this practice that when the high priest would get ready to go into the Holy of Holies, and after he'd done all of his preparation, you know what the other priests would do? They would tie a rope around his ankle so that if he went into the Holy of Holies and there was something that he had done that was unacceptable to God and God would strike him dead, they would have a way to pull him out. Acceptance took a lot of work and you were never sure Have I done enough? Will it be enough? The people that the author of Hebrews is writing to are people who knew this system. They're Jewish people. They knew about sacrifice, they knew about holiness, they knew about the high priest, they knew all of the laws. And even though they'd gotten a taste of this new thing called the gospel, and they'd gotten this new idea about Jesus they were still being kind of pulled back into the old system because there was at least some guarantee you could work hard on stuff, you could try harder. And there was a community of faith, of Jewish faith, that kept trying to pull back in and say, that that new stuff, what what is the guarantee there? How do you know if you've done enough to be accepted? Don't, Don't trust that Jesus fellow. Like Come back here. And so the author of Hebrews spends the first nine chapters of the book talking all about Jesus. He's like, listen, listen, guys, listen. Jesus is better than Moses. What? Jesus is better than Joshua. You see, Jesus is the sacrifice. He is the lamb of God. He is the unblemished one. He's it. Do you really want to go back to that other system? Do do you really want to go back to that system where you had to work so hard all the time and the rope around the ankle and you never knew? Really? Because what we have now is so much better. It's so much better. You see, Jesus comes along and his blood is shed and that sacrifice is for all of us. And for all of our blemishes and for all of our sins and for all the things that we don't want to say to anybody else, Jesus comes along and he says, I got that. I got that. That's on me. And the author of Hebrews, by the time we get to chapter 10, he's so excited. He's so excited about this. He says there are lots of therefores in the book of Hebrews because he's so excited. He's like, are you getting this? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Therefore, my friends, this is how he would say it. Since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary, to enter the holy place, to enter the place that has been off limits for centuries, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is by way of his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. What is he saying here? You are accepted. You're in. You're in. This holy place that has been off limits forever and ever is now broken open and you get to go in because Jesus is already there. You're accepted just as you are. You're accepted. You're in. You don't have to try hard. You don't have to get it right. In fact, the truth is, It's because you don't get it right, that's why you get to come in. You see, if you think you have it right all the time, if you think you're living a pretty good life and you're really good and life's good and everything's fine, you don't really need anything, then this really isn't for you. This is the zone for people who know that they have big blemishes on their face or big secrets in their lives or things that they really don't want to tell anybody else. How amazing is it that when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, only the people with blemishes are allowed in? That's the only ones. That's the only ones who get to come in. Which is um, who? Anybody? Anybody? There you go. All of us. All of us. What difference does that make? This isn't a new story to most of you. You've heard this before. Yeah, Jesus Christ, blood Jesus, shed all our sins are forgiven. Yep, got it. Yep, accepted. Yep, good. Yep. Could be watching football. What difference does it make? When you are accepted, my friends, you are free. When you are accepted, my friends, you are free. You are actually free to talk about your blemishes. So on Friday, I was the guest speaker at an interim class, a class on women's health, and uh, they asked me to come in and talk about spiritual health. Make sense? And so what I did basically was kind of give my testimony and talk about how certain disciplines and certain things that I've built into my life over the years have helped me stay spiritual healthy. Now it would have been really tempting to give my entire testimony and just tell the fun parts. Just tell the good parts. But because I am accepted in Christ, I was free to tell the ugly parts. And it got to me some ugly parts. Some of you know that I have a failed marriage in my past. That's not something I like to talk about. That's not something that I put on my like, Twitter bio. <laughs> That's not something I want to lead with. But the truth of the matter is that when I talk about that really awful, painful, horrible time in my life, it's also a time when I can point very clearly to what God was up to to sustain me. And the reason my marriage ended was because my husband was gay. Now that's not very fun to talk about either. It's actually kind of embarrassing. I don't like to talk about that. But because of that part of my story and because I'm able to talk about it and what that experience was like, I can see how God uses that part of my story again and again and again to point to him, to bring him glory. And all of that pain, along with some other stuff, that I'm not going to talk about a lot, along with some other stuff, all allows me to remember that my blemishes, much as I want to just cover them up and hide them away and let nobody see them, it is my blemishes that have caused me again and again to cling to the cross. Because it is the cross of Jesus Christ. It is the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross that covers over my blemishes. And in the amazing power of the gospel, isn't this just like God The blemishes that I would choose to hide actually are used by him to radiate his glory out. So that everybody who's been broken, anybody who's got a parent who had a failed marriage, anybody who's gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender, anybody who's been hurt, anybody who's been on antidepressants, anybody who's been suicidal, like, come on down. Come on down right here with me. I will meet you here. Because we are accepted, we are free. We are free to talk about the things that we might most want to hide. So what would it look like if you show up for that interview and you got the big thing on your face and they say, oh man, we've all been there. That took a lot of guts for you to come to the interview looking like that. Well done. We like courageous people in this organization. Come along with me. (laughs) What's it look like on date five when you tell this person this thing that you have not wanted to tell anybody in your whole life and she looks at you with tears in her eyes and she says, I am so glad you told me. Thank you. And now I've got something I need to tell you. And what you find is that you reveal your pain and the acceptance of each other goes even deeper. Now what does it look like if you're with your friends and you've got the thing and you say to them, there's something I've never told you. There's a part of my story that you don't know. And I want you to know. And what if they look at you in that moment and they say, Why did you think you had to carry that all by yourself? What has this been like for you? Come, sit down, talk with us. Tell us what this is like for you. Tell us how we can be helpful to you. What would it look like if we were a community of people who did not hide their blemishes, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ keeps pointing to the cross and saying, because I am accepted, I am free. And the things that the enemy would use to tear me away from other people and to tear me away from my Jesus, the things that the enemy would say, you can't tell that to anybody. That's too big of a secret. Your reputation is on the line. Everyone can see that blemish on your head. Everyone can see that. Don't let them see. Cover it up. And our God says, no, 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 no. no. Because that's where I do my best work. If you are accepted, you are free. You are free. And that's why all this week in chapel, we're going to talk about freedom. We're going to look at freedom. We're going to sing about freedom. Because if you are called to be saints, then you are accepted in Jesus Christ, and my brothers and sisters, you are free. We are free. What would it look like if we started to live like free people? It may look a lot like Bob Goff. Some of you met Bob, some of you heard Bob. He was our January series speaker on Friday, before the, uh, so I introduced him, and there were some other people who were waiting in the dressing room. Aaron, I think. Aaron Parade. Aaron was there. So, Aaron and myself and Rick Truer, and we're just kind of waiting for Bob Goff, you know, because he's a little talker. So, he's like, blah, 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 in the hallway. and like, We haven't met him. And, and he comes into the room, and out of habit, I just put my hand out. Mistake. Mistake. I put my hand out, and Bob goes, oh! Ah! And he, like, does this smother hug. And if you listen to him talk or if you read his book, this is a man who does not shy away from talking about his blemishes. There is an entire chapter in the book about he got fired from waiting tables because he did what? Farted Farted loudly (laughs) while waiting tables. (coughs) You should buy the book for that alone. (laughs) Love Does by Bob Goff. But when you're with Bob and you're like, how does this guy do this? It's because he is free. He is free in Jesus Christ. It's not something unusual. It's just something we hardly see because we spend so much time hiding. We spend so much time trying to play it safe. We spend so much trying to have him look good. Aren't you tired of that? I am. It's tempting, though. No. And even on Friday, when I was saying these things to this class, my heart was beating a little hard, and I thought, "Do you really want to tell that part? You don't look very good there." No, 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 I'm accepted, and I'm free. My friends in Christ, you are accepted, and you are free. You are accepted, and you are free. You are accepted. And you are free. You are accepted And you are free. Will you pray with me? God, you know our stuff. You know our things. You know our blemishes. You know all the stuff we try to cover up. You know how we try to look good. And I'm so grateful, Jesus Christ, that you inspired the author of Hebrews to say, No, 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 no. We have a high priest. He's gone through, he's taken care of it, it's done. It's done. You're sprinkled clean. You're made new. You are accepted. And you are free. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that you stir us up. Help us to know people that we can trust. People we can tell our stories to. People we can go deep with. And Lord, when someone does that with us, Lord, may we be accepting. May we envelop with grace and with love. God, we want to be more and more like Jesus every day. So help us to live into our freedom. And we ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord and High Priest. And all God's people say, Amen.